I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, it's Tuesday, the 26th of October, and thanks for joining me, Simon Calder, for the latest on travel and destinations from the Green List and the travel desk of The Independent, currently at the UK's busiest railway station, London Waterloo. And I'll explain why in just a moment. First, though, the main news is that at last the US has revealed most of the details for opening up to fully vaccinated British travellers from the 8th of November. This all appeared on Monday evening in a in the form of a presidential proclamation by Joe Biden lifting the presidential proclamation that currently bans anybody travelling from the UK to the US unless they are a US national and also there was a paper produced by the American government explaining how it is going to work. So as you will know it will be almost 20 months since we were banned first by Donald Trump then by Joe Biden and that is finally going to end at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 8th of November, that blanket travel ban on the UK and also Europe and many other nations will be lifted. If you are fully vaccinated, you will then be able to enter. Which raises the question, what does fully vaccinated mean? Well, anybody who's completed at least two weeks earlier a course of jabs with a vaccine authorised for emergency use by the World Health Organisation. And that basically means that Oxford, AstraZeneca, Janssen, Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech are perfectly acceptable to the Americans. Uh, What are you going to do to prove it? Well, it's the airline you have to convince and you've got to have a record issued by an official source, e.g. public health agency, government agency, in the country where the vaccine was given. Now... My strong recommendation is that as soon as you finish listening, you search online for NHS COVID pass letter um, and you will be able to get that for your nation. It should be posted out to you. It looks like a proper certificate. It explains you've been uh, vaccinated and I think that that is a good thing to use. It may well also be that online proof is going to be accepted and they just need uh, the airline's point of view to make sure that it's you and to make sure that you meet the definition for being fully vaccinated. You will also have to take a COVID test no more than three days before you travel. And it can be a cheap, quick antigen test, a rapid lateral flow, rather than a PCR test. And they're being very generous, supposing you're flying out at uh, one o'clock on a Friday afternoon, you can take a test, which hopefully is going to be negative anytime on the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, or indeed on the Friday morning. You can also, if you have recently had COVID-19, provide proof of recovery, but you've still crucially got to prove that you've been fully vaccinated. 
So many people have been asking me about what the rules are for children. Well, they need not be vaccinated. All the hands, if you're traveling within with a fully vaccinated adult, then you will be able to take that same test. And that's for anybody aged between two and 17. So under twos don't have to take a test. Nor will you have to fill in a passenger locator form. The Americans are going for really quite a light touch. They're just saying your airline needs to have a good record of where you are. So they're sending out a contract tracing order. Every uh, airline flying into the US will have to collect all the information. And that means that if somebody on your plane tests positive, they will be able to track you down. The off other possibility for you is traveling overland, entering through Canada or through Mexico, if you're going to one of those countries. We still don't know exactly what will happen, but we do know that the land frontiers will finally be opened at one minute past midnight on the 8th of November. Just time to tell you about why I'm here at London Waterloo. Well, it's a lovely station. It's uh, looking busier and busier, which is great news, but it's also a place where all the people I'm looking at who are queuing up for departures, getting trains to Guildford, to Weymouth, to Hampton Court, to Portsmouth Harbour, to Hounslow, to Chessington South, are, according to a BBC survey or quiz, they are doing it wrong. They should be buying an electric car. This is an online quiz that the BBC has done, um, ahead of the COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow, of course. And one of the questions is, what's the best public transport, what's the best transport choice for the climate? Buying an electric car or using public transport as much as possible? Now, three out of four respondents say public transport, obviously. But the correct answer, according to the BBC, is the electric car. The article says that you can save two tonnes of CO2 each year um, compared with uh, uh, driving a ordinary car. But using public transport, they say, still means creating carbon emissions. Unless you live where all the buses have been converted to electric vehicles. I'm not sure where that place is right now. So the survey effectively, or the quiz, says that any commuter who wants to limit their impact shouldn't do what these people are doing, getting onto uh, busy trains. They should give up all rail, bus and tram travel, instead go in that uh, electric car. But... It's not quite as simple as that. Um, you've got to consider where the electricity comes from, and that may be in whole or in part from fossil fuels. And you also need to look at the whole life carbon cost of an electric vehicle. Um, for example, they will have a massive carbon footprint when they are being built. And while the BBC says, um, look, we, we think this is uh, based on good information, um, they say uh, this was uh, the answers are according to research in environmental research letters journal last year. Other people are not so convinced. So Thomas Abelman, director of innovation at Transport for London, said most rail journeys are made on electric trains, and all cars have vast embedded carbon. So there you are. Make up your own mind, but um, I'm going to stay on public transport uh, rather than going out and buying a brand new Tesla. Anyway, very nice to talk to you, whether you're driving a brand new Tesla or you're on the bus. Um, thank you very much indeed for joining me. I will be back 
uh, tomorrow at the uh, same location. For now, goodbye, stay safe, and I will look forward to talking to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.